the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tired of the negative news and flashover substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and PhD with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamlined news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick and my co-host Larry Dersham and I are always scouring the news for the biggest headlines, the, the silver lining, all of the stories that you need to know about, and also the most fascinating and edifying guests. And we have a wonderful friend on the line today that's going to be the guest for our first half of the hour. Who do we have on the line, Larry? Mike McIntosh faithfully pastored Horizon Christian Fellowship in San Diego for 41 years until turning over the reins to his son, Philip McIntosh. Feeling called to do a new season of ministry, Mike travels to equip and strengthen the church, encouraging, mentoring, and supporting pastors in their ministries. With an Evangel, uh, evangelistic and compassionate heart. He ministers to the broken, the lost, and spiritually dying wherever the Lord takes him. Welcome to the program, Pastor Mike. It's so good to have you here. Hey, thank you, Larry. I really appreciate it. Nice to hear your voice and to hear Wendy's voice. Hi, Wendy. Hey, you know, Mike, I know that you are a media personality as well, and you do a wonderful job uh, on television. And you also have an amazing personal story, and I know we could take the entire half hour talking about that. We only have you for about 12 minutes, though. How would you encapsulate, I'm sure you've had to do this many times, sort of the elevator version of how you came to really know the Lord the way that you do today? (laughs) Uh, Long story short, there was a bag over my head, a man with a pistol up against my head. My hands were cuffed. I was sitting on the floor. They were going to kill me in a party at uh, Costa Mesa, California. The gun went off, obviously, uh, it messed me up. It, it didn't shoot me. They shot it in the floor. I was on LSD. They gave me a drug, drugged me out. And uh, that drug made me think that my brains had been blown out. It took two years um, with doctors to get me to be able to speak and function. And uh, I came to know the Lord at that time. And um, I was prayed for by Chuck Smith and the elders at Calvary Chapel in Costa Mesa, and I was instantly healed of brain damage. I fell on my face and cried. I'd lost my wife and my two children because of my idiocy, and uh, my life so radically changed from that night until this very minute. I've never been the same person. My mother saw such a change in me that she gave her heart to the Lord. My wife saw such a change in me. She gave her heart to the Lord, and we were married after three years of divorce, and um, we have um, six children and uh, 21 grandchildren and 12 great-grandchildren. The scriptures say the blessed man has his quiver full. Well, I'm full and quivering, actually. Um, <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Well, yeah. well, 
Hey, Pastor, yeah. Pastor Mike, our, our nation is in trouble. In fact, it's in very big trouble with open borders, yeah. drugs, human traffickers, and even terrorists flowing in, children being sexualized at an early age in our public schools, and parents losing control of their kids to the state. How do we as a society that has been based on Judeo-Christian values turn our country around? Well, that's a big, um, that's a good observation. I don't know that, to be honest with you, uh, I just spent the last 12 months nonstop after quadruple bypass in less than a year from the hospital ICU uh, to several states and back again. And um, in talking with members of Congress, they don't think America is going to make it. Wow. That broke my heart when I heard that the first time. And that very famous congressperson said, well, most of us in Congress don't think we're going to make it. I met with others that I've had dinner with, and they drank so much alcohol before we sat down and so much during dinner and after. And I realized Democrat or Republican, they're all in trouble, and they don't like what they see. I don't drink, so yeah. I just happened to notice that. The pressures are so hard, and so many are resigning uh, this year from the Democrats and the Republicans in Washington. And so I did what was called Wake Up America, and I brought a lot of the things to light. And the real problem, Larry, in answer, how do we turn it around? I don't know that we can turn it around, but I see it more as a rescue operation that the church is asleep, pastors are asleep. Uh, I've spoken to millions of people, and uh, very few people pray. So I started uh, prayer books. I started the United States Prayer Force and asking God for one million people to enlist, because it's a battle. It's not the Space Force or the Air Force. It's a prayer force that go against the powers and principalities of darkness. One weekend, I spoke to 5,500 people, and only 100 people wanted to be a part of it. One time, I spoke to 2,000 doctors, and maybe 50 wanted to be a part of it in one meeting. And uh, does not see how dire this takeover by our enemies has been. You know, Mike, as I'm listening, I can't help but wonder how many others wanted to be a part of it but weren't ready to step up. I mean, you have been such a bright light in the world. Sometimes people sit on the sidelines for a while, but then what yeah. you said takes seed and sprouts. And I just hope that that's true of all of the others that didn't immediately jump in. And I know uh, I, I have been following the United States Prayer Force, and I also know that your your latest book, um, I know you're a prolific writer, is called Targeted Prayer. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that um, I've got. I've got a series that uh, I had ten thousand just delivered to my garage. Um, of Target. <laughs> Thirty thousand of those have gone out in the last five months, um, and it's designed with a big, bright target with a man with a bow and arrow. And I've learned after fifty plus years of pastoring, and then this last being Nehemiah looking at the rubble of the walls built, torn down in America that. Our enemies are coming in just like the book of Nehemiah had. And um, I realize most Christians say, I'll pray for you, and they don't pray. Or they'll pray and say, bless this food, or bless this person, or bless me. But prayer takes time. And the center of the bullseye is where we start our prayer, and we start it right there aimed at our relationship with God. And then the next concentric circle is the greatest asset we all have, and that's our family. And we start praying for our family and our friends. And then the next one we pray for, like I pray for San Diego. And then I pray for California, 
California doesn't need prayer, though. It's doing quite well. And then I pray for the United States. And that targeted prayer is designed to help people get a structured prayer life. It's part of the team that brought a million Bibles into China back in the late 70s. And um, I was on I was on the intercessory prayer team, and we learned so much by spending hours praying. And uh, there's the answer, Larry. In Ezekiel chapter 8, it declares, these people have caused violence to spread throughout the land. Yes. And I've done that for 50 years, and I realized, what are these people in the context? The people were the believers. The men had their back to the temple. The women were turned away from God and lusting after men. The priests had pornography in their minds, and mm. the people lost everything. And we, the salt of the earth, have lost our savor, and in doing so, we've lost our country. So the, when you say, how do we turn it around? Get our prayers targeted to God and beg Him to have mercy. Not on the country or the politic, because we know as a fact no man can drain that swamp. But there is a man that can change the heart, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ, who was crucified on the cross and buried in the grave, triumphed over death, and gave us freedom and the opportunity to be born again. And if we, the people that have caused the salt to lose its savor, this violence wouldn't be happening if Christians were really being Christians in their neighborhoods. So the Lord showed me targeted prayer, Wendy, and uh, we've got boosted prayers coming next, and we got... Uh, a whole series of uh, 30-day small uh, devotions to take to college with you or put in your purse and go to work on your lunch hour and read two minutes. And it's all designed to get us focusing for our families and the souls of the 383 million Americans that are not going to make it probably. Uh, Mike, I just wanted to let you know that uh, I've enlisted now in the United States Prayer Force. I did it this week after you brought the message at our, our church. It was a wonderful message. So I, I, I'm on your force right now. But I've got a question, Mike. Could it be said, and you've kind of touched on this already, that the American Christian Church today is largely, uh, not completely, but largely lukewarm and therefore at least partially responsible for the decline of our morals and our sense of purpose in the world? I'd have to say... From face-to-face experience, absolutely yes, Larry. Unfortunately, yes. Mm. You know, one of the things we—go ahead, Larry. Go ahead, Mike. Well, I was just going to say, I was reading an article several months ago, uh, 10 Most Dangerous uh, Cities of America. And um, so during the last 12 months, I visited and spoke in several of those cities— and they were dangerous. Areas are just dangerous, horrible things. It's not the same America. The war is going on in our streets and 100 people at a time coming into stores and stealing everything and murders everywhere. We're godless people right now. Yes. And the church, is what you said, Larry, it's lukewarm. But what good is it but to be spewed out of his mouth? What, you know, it's good well, for you nothing. Know- People like you, we're at the very end of the show, Mike, but people like you are turning that around, a person by person, little by little. So here we, yeah. we're up against a hard break, but can you give us your website where people can connect with you and learn about your ministry? Uh, MikeMcIntosh.com. 
Oh, wow. That's really Perfect. Thank you so much, Mike, for joining us. What a blessing to have you on. I'm going to tell my family you said hello. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. And to our listeners, don't touch that dial. We are coming right back with more of Today with Dr. Wendy in just a moment. News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Since 1991, the nonprofit National Law Center for Children and Families has been fighting to protect children from sexual exploitation. The National Law Center offers the latest investigative training techniques to police, probation officers, and prosecutors on fighting sexual predators and human traffickers. The NLC also offers human trafficking awareness training to members of the public. Schedule a training for your church or organization today by visiting nationallawcenter.org. That's nationallawcenter.org. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to Today with Dr. Wendy. I'm Wendy Patrick and my co-host Larry Dersham and I are both lawyers. And so we thought it would be perhaps in our best interest to talk about something that we both are very well versed in. And that is 2024's new laws. Wow, are there a lot of them. 890 to be uh, exact. Uh, Governor vetoed a lot of them. Um, uh, Probably less than 200. However, it's still a lot of laws for a pretty big state. Most of them are not controversial. You probably won't hear a lot of people on the airwaves talking about them. But Larry, some of them are. And, you know, we always say California is so cutting edge and we are always setting trends and all the rest of it. Uh, That's especially true this year. And I just wonder, and, you know, we could take the whole rest of the day (laughs) talking about our favorites. But were there any that really jumped out to you? Uh, well, if we're talking about California laws, it was interesting laws all over, and I, I found yeah. a bunch of them, but I'll stick to California for now, and if we have time, maybe we could talk about some of the others, uh, but one of the, the big ones is, it was actually a, a court decision, uh, Berkeley, California, a place I'm familiar with because I, I got my graduate degree there, uh, they lost their effort to ban gas stoves, and I say hey, man, to that, uh, I don't think <laughs> it's going to make any difference, and really, you food cook. tastes better. You Look, let's. You've got a little bit of a bias. You're a good cook. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. My wife is. I, I'm not sure about me, Wendy. But uh, that was good news. Uh, other big laws uh, for uh, cannabis users, which I'm not a fan of, but uh, apparently with Assembly Bill that has become law, employers can no longer hold off uh, the clock use of uh, marijuana or cannabis against most workers. Now, there's exceptions to that if you work in the construction industry or the federal government, uh, but that's a, a new one. And then, uh, you know what, Larry? Let's talk about that one for just a second because I've had a lot of questions come up about this in the last week since we began 2024. Um, now, obviously, it's been since 2016 that California uh, officially rolled out the green carpet legalizing recreational marijuana, but it's still illegal under federal law. And yes. a lot of people have to remember that if you've got a federal job, that applies to you, notwithstanding this new law in California that re- relates to employers. You know, so often people don't look at the caveats. You know, we say the devil is in the detail for a reason. Sometimes those caveats completely obliterate the rule as applied to different kinds of employees. You bring up construction, and that segues into one of the most important parts 
of this new law. This relates to employers asking about your use of marijuana off the clock. This doesn't mean high noon at the office, pot brownies at the potluck. There is none of that that is suddenly now legal. You are not allowed to come to work high. And, you know, it's interesting that you you mentioned um, correctly that it's Uh, This law does not apply to construction workers. Think as a practical matter, all of the other kinds of occupations that would necessarily be implicated by a law like this. Hey, how about air traffic controllers, lifeguards, paramedics? Now, none of those people are allowed to come to work high. Nobody is in any profession. But the whole basis for this law coming into effect now is when you say we're not going to ask about it on your off time, that doesn't mean you you, you take a puff 30 minutes before you come to work, and then somehow that means, well, I wasn't technically on the clock. So being under the influence at work at any time is still going to be problematic. Um, but one of the other things about this law, Larry, maybe you were about ready to speak to it, is um, the drug testing. It doesn't determine whether or not you're high at the time you take the test. It just looks at, well, when have you used it? And my understanding of the law is that it also, in some cases, says employers can't give these kinds of drug tests that they were before, depending on where you work for. Mm, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's exactly right. And then also the job applicants, they can't ask about cannabis use if you're a uh, job applicant. That's a different bill. That's uh, SB 700. But check this out, Wendy. Uh, since we're with the National Law Center for Children and Families, this is a, this is a good one, I think. Uh, SB 14, which is a law now, defines child sex trafficking as a serious felony, and people yes. that are convicted of it could face up to life in prison because it becomes a major felony, and it goes under the three strikes you're out type of law. So I think that's good because child trafficking is out of control. Uh, and it's not helping that we have open borders either uh, with that problem. Uh, there's another quick one I wanted to mention, too. It's AB 452 that eliminates the statute of limitations uh, or the time limit for recovery of damages for victims of child sexual assault. Uh, so that's good, too, that uh, even though it's been many years uh, since perhaps a child was sexually assaulted, uh, there is no more statute of limitations that would prevent that child from bringing a lawsuit and collecting damages. Yeah, and it's a very relevant law because, sadly, this goes on all the time, every day. It's one of those invisible epidemics. Um, let me toss in a couple here that are, are uh, particularly interesting to those of us in a big city with lots of fast food chains, for example. Um, two employment-related laws. The first is, and this is just my terminology, I, I talk about health and wealth a lot. You've heard me say, you know, you shouldn't have to choose between the two. You should get both of them. But under a new law, employees in California are guaranteed five paid Six days a year. Now that's two days more than previously. Uh, however, let me argue the other side of this, like any lawyer would. That means businesses are potentially going to be facing additional costs. And let's pair that with the minimum wage increase. So the minimum wage increase uh, among fast food workers are is going to go up to twenty dollars per hour on April the first. But here's my question, Larry, and I, you know me, I'm fascinated with artificial intelligence. I'm always reading the latest study and survey and this, that, and the other. And I just wonder, would love your thoughts on that. I would just wonder whether or not, if you are going to be having these minimum wage increases, whether employers at some point aren't going to say. 
We just can't afford to stay in business if we have to pay these extra salaries. We can't just pass it on to the consumer because they'll just go down the street to a different fast food chain where the food is cheaper. We're going to have to automate. In other words, we're going to have to replace hardworking, loyal employees with artificial intelligence in order to be able to absorb these minimum wage increases. What do you think, Larry? Well, exactly. And I don't know if I'm to mention fast food chain names. I always worry a little bit about that. But I was in a fast food restaurant recently, and literally you cannot order at the front counter. Uh, you have to go to these uh, huge screens and you place your order, everything. you, And then all of a sudden you get a, a number. They know your name because you have to input that. And uh, talk about automation. Yeah, it takes off that human contact. And what about like a person that's not that familiar with, you know, touchy touch screen technology? So I'm seeing that happen right now. Uh, Yeah, it's going up. I I understand that the minimum wage for everybody is going up to $16 an hour in California. But you're right. Mm -hmm. Fast food workers, it's $20 an hour. And absolutely. Do they go out of business or do they so automate that basically these poor kids that are getting these jobs out of high school are going to have to look to other options. That's what I'm seeing. You just brought up two, you know, I always tell you how smart you are, Larry, and I I really mean it. You just brought up two fascinating points that I hadn't really taken a dive into yet. The first was about not everybody is familiar with automation. They don't use it. And the second is that, you know, these fast food jobs are sometimes uniquely geared to be a stepping stone for young people. So you almost have on both sides of the spectrum, maybe some older adults that aren't used to doing everything online on social media, touch screen, this and that and the other and mobile ordering. And then the younger generation that sometimes relies on these jobs, maybe because they're in their neighborhood, you can walk to them. There's certainly walking distance fast food for most of us in most of the big cities. And so you're kind of left with these people in the middle that maybe are going to be able to find other jobs or other ways of ordering. But, you know, one thing I've noticed, and like you, I won't name names, that there are some chain stores, some food stores that won't let you order at the counter. It has to be 100% mobile ordering in certain locations. So if that were to be true, you would have some people that are pretty much not priced out, but literally phased out of being able to do it, I guess, unless they can, you know, find a teenager to help them with their order. But that's not the way most of us were raised. If you want something, you're supposed to be able to go and get it. But you wonder whether or not some of these new laws may be effectively banning some people from being able to enjoy the products they like. Oh, I think it could happen. Uh, Here's another one, Wendy. Uh, Longer prison sentences for fentanyl crimes under AB 701. And this is a law now. People convicted of dealing or attempting to deal more than a kilogram of fentanyl uh, that one kilogram can now be sentenced to more prison time than previously allowed. You know that more than 6,000 Californians died of fentanyl overdoses in 2022. Now, that's the, it's 2024 now, but that's the most recent statistics. But think of this, Wendy. One kilogram, that equals 2.20462 pounds. That's a lot of fentanyl. If you've seen how much it takes to unfortunately kill a, a human an adult human it's just like it could fit on a, a, a the date on a penny and so that's a what are people doing with that much fentanyl i don't think that's strong yeah. that law strong They're enough selling it 
Yeah. They're selling it. And you know what? That segues into a bill that caught my eye as well. Um, ambulance bills. Now, thankfully, Narcan is everywhere, which is a sad fact. You and I grew up with the slogan, don't leave home without it. That was pertaining to American Express when we were young. And now it's Narcan, don't leave home without it. But surprise ambulance bills is something else that's addressed in these new laws. As we all know, it can leave families deeply in debt after a medical emergency. You see people taking Ubers to deliver children. I mean, it's, it's just gotten out of hand yeah. how expensive this is. So one new state law forces insurance companies to negotiate payments with ambulance companies so you don't end up with literally thousands and thousands of dollars that you weren't expecting. So that, that's one of these other bills. I got to tell you, Larry, you know, uh, we can, and, and we just touched the, the tip of the iceberg, you know, maybe one of these other weeks we'll do um, other places. So 890 new laws in California, the governor vetoed 156 bills, which I think is a lot, that, that's a healthy amount. Um, but we also are going to be looking forward to how these new laws are going to roll out. And each one of the ones that you and I have mentioned, we'll keep an eye on it, especially the minimum wage and some of the more practical aspects of some of these new laws that really impact San Diegans every single day yes. as we adapt to this uh, this brave new world that we live in. So um, we're at the end of the show, but I have to say, you know, it was a toss up between the two of us, Larry and I, whether we should talk about new laws or New Year's resolutions. But that may perhaps be a topic still on the table, because after the first week, then we really should be talking more about resolutions, because it's that first week that everybody's good. And then things kind of the wheels kind of come off the train a little bit. But anyway, let's keep up the silver lining. We are going to wish all of you a wonderful week. We'll see you back here next Saturday night. You are listening to Today with Dr. Wendy, Headlines with a Silver Lining. Have a great week, and God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Since 1991, the nonprofit National Law Center for Children and Families has been fighting to protect children from sexual exploitation. The National Law Center offers the latest investigative training techniques to police, probation officers, and prosecutors on fighting sexual predators and human traffickers. The NLC also offers human trafficking awareness training to members of the public. Schedule a training for your church or organization today by visiting nationallawcenter.org. That's nationallawcenter.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.